They don't have any tonsils. They took them. <laughs> Your thyroid. These are yeah. Sometimes mine gets swollen. That's would be your tonsils, but you don't have any. Apparently. I don't have tonsils. <laughs> like, apparently, but that's. I like don't tonsils. have them. You can. I'll you call only my, have one. Thyroid. I'll call my mom right now. <laughs> call my I don't have tonsils. I, I swear I will. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Welcome to another episode of the entire population of Vatican City's favorite podcast. Wow, very good. You're never going to be able to do that again. Take the reins. You blew it. Please. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm nervous. That was, wow. You even said you were the host, Joe Fair. You're not. I was hoping I kind of tricked them into thinking that it was you. (laughs) And maybe for a second he did. Uh, yeah, Joe. Hey, drop a like if I tricked you there. <laughs> if I tricked you, make sure you share it on, <laughs> on Instagram. Swipe up if he Swipe tricked you. Up. Fire emoji. Uh, that was not me. That was that was Joe Thiessen, my illustrious uh, producer. The man behind the booth. As I don't think say. you know what illustrious means. I think it means exactly what I think it means. What does it mean? I don't know. It, I know in my head. Okay. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a dictionary. Look what if it, it means like something Look, extremely illustrious. inappropriate? It means like, you know, exactly what I think it means. But uh, what is the entire population of Vatican City? Wow. 1,000 people. No it's way. Smallest, it's the smallest. smallest. 1,000 people. It's a country? Yeah. That's or like, country. Yeah. Least populated country in the world. That's so stupid. Literally, it's smaller than the town that we live in. Yeah. It's also the smallest country in the world. How do you apply by land to be a area country? at 0.17 square miles? Once what? Yeah, so 0.44 square kilometers. How are they allowed? I feel like that's for that little. That's a lot of people for that little that, <laughs> place. That is. A, they just live in one big house. Yeah, that's insane. I don't know so, Vatican City. I don't know what's going on over there. But but it's their favorite podcast. Yeah, it is their favorite. All irregardless, all of them. All of them. That's all of our listeners is from the Vatican City. Illustrious, well known, respected, and admired for past achievements. Exactly what I thought. See, I don't know how you're, you know words. You're welcome. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay, and I hope you listen to a lot of podcasts. But for the most part, I hope you listen to this podcast. Welcome again to the Average Joe Football Show, the podcast where we talk football and. And other stuff sometimes. Um, in case you're wondering why Joe was opening the show, I've had today, the second time that we've recorded this podcast, horrible, horrible allergies all day. Um, so I was just really struggling to start the podcast. Every we need an understudy. We need, <laughs> we need, Joe is officially my understudy. Yeah. Until we have, find an understudy for you, and he will understudy you. Oh. Uh, and he, he, he will start the podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, before the show, we we're listening to some Jack Harlow, get ourselves a little motivated. Mm-hmm. It's snowing and some so some Sturgeon beautiful. Simpson as well. Stur- Stur- Sturgeon Simpson. Oh. Not Sturgeon. Oh. Uh, and I've got to say, uh, you know, nothing, nobody likes Jack Harlow more and a white kid with allergies. Yes. That is literally who that's Jack what Harlow he looks is. like. Yeah, 100%. And that's who I am today. Yeah. Uh, so, Joe, you killed it. Congratulations on your first uh, first intro. Thanks. Yeah. I was nervous. You were... I was really nervous. <laughs> I tried once and I just rambled for a little bit. You know? <laughs> I rambled. Said a lot of really offensive things. <laughs> we had to cut it all out. <laughs> we had all out. We, had, we were... We, I actually had to fight him. Yeah. <laughs> we had to... We had to we had to go to fisticuffs because yeah. he was saying some really <laughs> horrible things. It was like a, a demon had overtaken him. Yeah, I was possessed for a quick second. <laughs> and he said rude things about you and your Every, personal life. Everybody. And I got really into it. Yeah, it was really insane. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> eventually we'll talk, talk football. Uh, I'm really excited about today's show. Uh, I got a fun show for you guys. We're going to recap all of week 11. Wow. Uh, week 11 of the football season. There's only seven, 17 weeks. So, Wow. Yeah. Next week is week 12. It's crazy. It's like the, the season went by pretty fast. And then it's like, what do we even do anymore? Uh, but yeah, we're going to recap all the shows. All the all the shows. All the shows. Today. <laughs> Every single Everyone show. Everyone that we've watched this weekend. We got... <laughs> The we got um, The Mentalist. We got Gilmore Girls. I've been watching a lot of Gilmore Girls. New Girl. Wife. 
New Girl, yeah. Yeah. That's I'm watching Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. Yeah. And thoughts? It's, I like it. A lot. It's my guilty, hundred percent my guilty pleasure show. Gilmore Girls. Wow. I I've never, it. I've never watched. I don't even know what it's about. It's about a. Uh, is it the one with the traveling pants? Is that what that is? That's the sisterhood of the traveling pants. Oh, okay. All right. With you Blake can, Lively. You can see. You can see how I would have got that mixed up then. Yeah, you're actually kind of correct. <laughs> uh, Gilmore Girls. And actually brings us the sponsor of this video, which is Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls on HBO Max. <laughs> yes. No, uh, Gilmore Girls is about a woman. Mm. Her name is Lorelai Gilmore, mm. um, who has um, like really prim and proper rich parents. Okay. But she was kind of rebellious. Whoa. And she ended up getting pregnant at 16. Whoa. And had a, uh, a daughter whose name is also Lorelai. They call her Rory. Well, insane. What are the odds? Yeah. <laughs> they had the same name same name it's really crazy anyway it's based on a true story um it's not. <laughs> it's not um but yeah and then they just they're just mother and daughter they're so close they're best friends it's just so cute wow and they live in a small town called stars hollow <laughs> i don't know where to go from here <laughs> What do you want me to do with this information? What have you been watching? <laughs> you tell sports. me. <laughs> you know, I'm things that guys sports. watch. Uh, no, oh. that's, that's really brave of you to be watching that. Yeah, that's you great. and your toxic masculinity. Uh, well, listen, well, that's 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 for the Toxic Masculinity podcast. We won't get into that uh, today. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I had so many things I wanted to talk about at the top of the show. I threw and you every, for a loop, Everything has I? been thrown for a loop since you started the show. So um Real, real quick before we get in too, too deep into it, make sure, quick shout out to the Miked Up podcast, uh, our sister podcast. That's right, sister <laughs> podcast, sister. because we're watching the Gilmore Girls now. Yes. Uh, they're a really great they're podcast. Sisters. They're not sisters. That's <laughs> well, sorry? That's embarrassing. No, I said uh, they're mother and daughter, not sisters. Oh, but a, they have the same name. You made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. You made a the, mistake by bringing up the Gilmore Girls. One is on the, the mom and the other is the daughter. Actually, okay. <laughs> yes. I would like to move on from the Gilmore Kenneth, Girls, please. Okay. All right. Can I? You may. I guess. <laughs> Listen well. to the Miked Up podcast. It's not quite the Gilmore Girls. They're not uh, father or. <laughs> what? Oh, that's again? super embarrassing. Sorry. It's actually a mother and a daughter, Lorelai and Rory Gilmore. Rory. Rory. Her name is also Lorelai, but for short, they call her Rory. Why would they call her Lori? Because Rory is way cooler than Rory. Not really. Rory is way cooler than Lori, rather. Yes. Okay. Rory uh, is cooler than Lori. Listen to the Mike Up podcast. Um, they're, they're... And another thing, actually. <laughs> while I'm on this subject. No, sorry. Go over. Okay. I, this is just completely off the rails. Uh, we're going to get into football. We're going to talk about week 11. We're going to recap every game from week 11. We're going to give you my week 12 picks. And in between them, sandwiched between that, I have a new segment called Relax. You know, it's a really stressful time right now. We're stressed out. I'm stressed out at the top of the show because it's been complete chaos. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to have different uh, people in, in, in the NFL universe. And I'm going to tell them, you know, people that need to relax, you know, just relax. It's something that I often would tell my mom when I lived at home. Uh, and she would not appreciate it. And neither has my wife, I've learned as a married man. Nothing worse to say to somebody who's mad than relax, relax or, calm or down. chill. Calm down is a... Yeah. Chill will get them real, really going. So we're not going to tell people to chill. We're going to tell them to relax today, all right? Uh, but yeah, listen to the Mike Up podcast uh, with Billy, Nick, and Mike. Uh, they are our partner podcast, uh, really fun podcast with three guys that really like sports. They talk all things sports, uh, not just football. They talk football, they talk basketball, they talk PGA, um, you know, all that good stuff uh, baseball as well. Um, stuff that, you know, I'm not qualified to talk about. So if you ever get bored of football or you get bored of the Gilmore girls, make sure you go over, uh, and you give them a subscription Tell them that we sent you there. Uh, I don't know why. You have no reason. If you reason do, to do you can win a prize yeah. by them, from them. It's a, from them, yeah. It's from them. <laughs> it's not from us. Uh, I cannot stress this enough. It's not from us. <laughs> so if you, if you go over there and we sent you, make sure you beg them for your prize. Yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, Joe, before we get into football, you have anything else you want to talk about uh, before we start the show? I think, I think I've said my fill. I think you said your gill, actually. More. Yeah, more. 
please no more okay uh but yeah. <laughs> why don't we just jump right into the show uh and let's talk every single game from week 11 uh hit the music joe First up, we had the Thursday night game between the Cardinals and the Seahawks, a big divisional game, uh, and the Seahawks walk away with a 28-21 victory. Russell Wilson uh, had a fine game, 22 for 38, or 22, 23 rather, for 28, 197 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, 10 rushes for 42 yards. Kyler Murray uh, got hurt early. You could tell uh, from the jump he was not right. Uh, he, he got tackled. Uh, awkwardly and he, he kind of had like a giant ice pack on his little body uh, for the entire game uh, and he just yeah he didn't look right throwing the ball he finished 269 yards uh, two touchdowns uh, and in 15 yards rushing which is kind of weird for Kyler Murray the Cardinals despite not playing their best game had a chance to win this game right at the end but Carlos Dunlap the signing uh, or the trade that the guy that they traded for the Seahawks traded for very recently Came up with a huge sack to end this game for the Seattle Seahawks. That's a big win uh, for the Seahawks, a team that had kind of been struggling. They lost uh, three of four before going into this game. Uh, And they pick up a big win against a surging Arizona Cardinals team. And Yeah, this was a big win for Seattle as they now sit atop uh, the NFC West uh, alongside the team that beat them last week, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Next up, we have the Packers at the Colts. This was probably the game of the week. Just so you guys know, I'm going to try to go through the games a little quicker this week. I feel like I've been uh, maybe doing a little bit too much. I'm trying to get to other segments uh, and not stretch this out too much. I'm going to try to go through the games as quick as I possibly can while still doing them justice. And I feel like this uh, game needs to be talked about because uh, this was a tremendous game between the Packers and the Colts. The Colts walk away with a 34-31 to comeback victory. Uh, this was an incredible incredibly big win for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they've had some really big wins this season. We talked about uh, last week their win over the Tennessee Titans. Uh, that was a huge divisional win, and they play the Titans again this week. Uh, now the Colts are sitting at 7-3, and three, uh, along with the Packers, who are now 7-3, and three, uh, with a loss to the Colts. But Phillip Rivers uh, played a, a gritty, gritty performance. He was injured early in this game. He went 24-36, 288 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Jonathan Taylor finally played well. He had 90 yards on the ground. Michael Pittman is really developing into a, a really good uh, rookie wide receiver. He had three receptions, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers played really well early. Uh, 27. He finished 27-38, 311 yards, three touchdowns. Devontae Adams had another 100-yard game uh, and, and chipped in for a touchdown. Uh, this was a really hot start for, for Green Bay. They were up 28-14 at the half. Uh, and then they did not score again. Uh, in the second half until the very end, uh, Crosby's kick to tie up the game and send it to overtime. Indianapolis forced four turnovers. Uh, that defense is legit. Uh, we thought maybe early it was kind of fluky, some of their defensive stats, because they hadn't really played any good teams. But their defense is is legit. Uh, and th- they gave the Green Bay Packers some problems. They were dominant in that second half. Uh, and and this, this game went to overtime like we talked about. It looked like Aaron Rodgers, you know, was going to just carry the Green Bay Packers to victory. Uh, and, and it was really setting up towards that. He had an incredible, incredible throw uh, to Marquez Valdez-Scantling at the end of regulation to uh, to set up the game-tying field goal that sent it to overtime. Uh, and the Packers get the ball first, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling catches another ball and actually is fumbled. Uh, Julian Blackman, the rookie safety, who's been incredible. He could be a potential defensive rookie of the year this year. Uh, he made an incredible play to, to force that fumble. Uh, the Colts get it in their own territory. Uh, and, and then Rodrigo Blankenship hits the game-winning kick. He's the goofiest-looking man in the history of football. Uh, he hits the game-winning kick, and you got to feel good for him. This is a guy who... Um, he, was, he was asked, like, what... I think he was asked what he a few weeks ago, what he did during um, the quarantine. Uh, and I think he was saying that he played with a lot of Legos. And he looks exactly like the type of person that would play with a lot of Legos, uh, if you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, if you, you don't know who it is, look up Rodrigo Blankenship. Uh, he's the guy who hit a game-winning kick in a football game. Uh, and congratulations to him. Like I said, big win for the Colts. Uh, just keep, keep building that momentum. And they'll play the Titans again this week. 
Uh, so that's another big game. And if they pull out that game, I mean, you gotta, we gotta really, really start to take the Indianapolis Colts seriously. Moving on to the next game, and it was Taysom Hill's first career start uh, this Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. The Saints walk away with a 24-9 victory over the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, this was a dominating victory. It was kind of close early. Uh, it was a slow start for kind of both offenses. Uh, going into half, uh, it was not very high scoring, but Taysom Hill took over uh, in that second half. He finished 18 for 23, 233 yards, uh, and 10 rushes for 51 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, played played well. I thought he had some uh, some mistakes. Uh, at times, he looked really dominant, uh, especially running the football, and that's been his game. He's a he's a an extremely athletic guy who can throw the ball. I don't know if he's really a thrower who's extremely athletic. It might be the other way around. Uh, but he had a couple of throws uh, deep down the field that were somehow miraculously caught, despite being incredibly over underthrown. I have I mean, he threw this ball to the moon uh, underthrown, and Emmanuel Sanders, I think made two crazy catches somehow. Uh, one of them was called back for penalty. But uh, Taysom Hill played well, I think, in his first start. He, like I said, he had a couple of things uh, that he maybe didn't uh, do 100% perfect. But uh, for a first career start, uh, and we talked about last uh, last week how stupid it was, how, how it drove me nuts that Taysom Hill was not getting the start as it looked like Jameis Winston was going to start this game. I'm glad we finally got to see Taysom Hill because he's been hyped up so much uh, by Sean Payton and by everybody. And it was good to finally see him in action, see him as a starting quarterback. And, and he played well. Uh, and Matt Ryan, as far as the uh, Falcons go, Matt Ryan uh, sort of struggled in this game. He didn't have a touchdown. He had two interceptions on 232 uh, yards. Uh, and and this, this Saints defense is really coming into their own now. And I think the Saints are just developing into one of the scariest teams in the NFL. Uh, even without Drew Brees, and I think when Drew Brees comes back, uh, they might be the best team in football right now. We, you know, we worried early about their defense. That doesn't really seem to be a problem anymore. Uh, they're really coming to their own. They 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 made uh, what is actually a, a a really good Atlanta Falcons offense. They made them look uh, not nearly as good. Uh, and this, yeah, like I said, this team might be one of the most balanced, talented teams in the NFL. Uh, and and. You know, we see that every year. Uh, who knows if it's going to turn into anything in the playoffs. But right now, the Saints look scary. On to the next game, and it's the Tennessee Titans at the Baltimore Ravens. This was another really good game that came down to the wire in overtime. The Titans walk away with a 30-24 to victory. Derrick Henry walks off the game with a with a 29-yard game-winning touchdown run in overtime. And this was a slow start. Uh, for Derrick Henry, he had 36 yards at the half. Uh, but by the end of regulation, he ended up with 96 yards. And then he finished with 133 yards on 28 carries in that huge game-winning touchdown. Ryan Tannehill played well. Uh, he was 22 for 31, 259 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Lamar Jackson, 17 for 29, 186 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And Mark Andrews had himself a big game, five receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and this was, like I said, a really good game between two really good teams. And I think t uh, people were kind of starting to sleep on the Titans uh, because of that loss to the Colts. Uh, maybe people didn't think that they were, uh, you know, a, a legitimate contender in the AFC. I think this was a big win for them um, against a really, really good team. Despite Baltimore's struggles lately, I still think uh, they're one of the better teams in the AFC. Uh, and and the, the, I think the biggest problem with, with Baltimore in this game was they were missing... Uh, Brandon Williams and Calais Campbell, and we saw that it looked like they might be able to survive and they and might be able to actually thrive against Derrick Henry. Like we talked about, he only had 36 yards at the half, but Derrick Henry does what Derrick Henry does. Uh, he's one, he's the best closer, uh, if you want to get to baseball terms, the best closer in the NFL. I mean, he's a guy that can just close out games. We've seen it time and time again. You hand him the ball. He's a monster of a man. He will make Big men look small, and that's exactly what he did. He's just so freaking athletic, uh, and this was a big, big game uh, for the Tennessee Titans uh, and a big win, and I wouldn't worry too much. Everybody is freaking out uh, about the Baltimore Ravens right now, and I think, you know, you, you, it's not crazy to, to say that you're a little worried uh, about the Baltimore Ravens, and, you know, they've been struggling lately, but... Uh, they, they've had injuries, and now this week they had more bad news because they had to put uh, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins 
on the COVID-19 list. So they will not play this Thursday against the Steelers uh, on uh, on Thanksgiving Day. So that that sets them back even further. Uh, so they've had really bad luck. And like Calais Campbell being out, like we talked about, Brandon Williams, those are two tough, tough losses to have. Uh, and now with no J.K. Dobbins uh, and no Mark Ingram against uh, the only undefeated team left in the NFL, that's going to be a tough, tough matchup for them on uh, on Thursday. Uh, maybe they can, you know, be just desperate enough to pull out a win. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't freak out too much. I still think uh, the Baltimore Ravens are a really good team, a really balanced team. Uh, everybody's saying that that Lamar Jackson is completely figured out at this point. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. But this was a really good win for the Titans, like we talked about, uh, and, and hopefully the Baltimore Ravens figure something out. Next up, we had the Patriots at the Texans, uh, and the Texans walk away with sort of an upset victory uh, over the New England Patriots. Deshaun Watson played great in this game. He was 28 for 37, 344 yards, uh, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He also had a touchdown on the ground uh, on 36 yards rushing, an incredible rushing touchdown where he just bulldozed his way through uh, Devin McCourty. He showed what makes him so special. Uh, He threw to three receivers, got them over 80 plus yards I had Jordan Akins, Jordan Akins, is it? I think Jordan Akins, the tight end. Uh, Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller all had uh, over 80 yards receiving. Cam Newton had probably one of his best games since that Seattle game, if not his best game since that Seattle game. Uh, passing ball, he was 26 for 40, 365 yards, uh, a touchdown. Uh, and Demir Bird, he, he connected uh, with Demir Bird multiple times, six receptions, 132 yards and a touchdown. Uh, like we talked about, this was the Deshaun Watson game uh, where Deshaun Watson talked uh, or Deshaun Watson convinced us all that he is still very good. He reminded us just how good he is, just how talented he is. Uh, and, and despite you know how tough of a season it's been for the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson is still uh, a young, fun, uh, amazing quarterback and he can do some spectacular things. Uh, and, and a tough loss to take uh, for the New England Patriots, who are trying to get back in the playoff race, I think they're cooked. I, you know, I think they might they might roll off a couple wins here at the end. I wouldn't be surprised to see them beat Miami or Buffalo late uh, and pick off one of those teams, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, and that's okay. Maybe we'll tell them to relax later on in the episode. Uh, stay tuned for that. But a good win uh, for a bad Houston Texans team and a and a bad loss for an also bad New England Patriots team. And then we had the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, going to Jacksonville and playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. They walk away with a 27-3 victory. Big Ben played really great again. Uh, 32 for 46, 267 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. James Conner added 89 yards on the ground. And Jake Luton, who, you know, looked magical. Uh, His first game as a starter there uh, for Jacksonville. That magic has basically run out. And playing the Pittsburgh defense will do that to you. Uh, he had four interceptions, no touchdowns on 151 yards passing. Uh, like we said, his magic ran out against a very, very talented Pittsburgh Steelers defense. James Robinson uh, has been really, really good this season as an undrafted free agent running back. He had 73 yards on 17 carries. Uh, Pittsburgh just took care of business. Uh, they didn't have a trap game uh, like we've seen them uh, tend to have multiple times. Uh, during the past few years under Mike Tomlin, but they just went in, they took care of business. They played a bad team, uh, and they and they took it to them. And this was a this was a a must win for Pittsburgh. I, you know they you you got to beat bad teams like this, and this is exactly what they did. Uh, that defense is scary. I can't imagine being Jake Luton, uh, you know, a sixth round pick, and going in against uh, this extremely extremely talented defense. And he also has to, have, uh, if he keeps playing, eventually face. The Indianapolis Colts, which is another phenomenal defense. Uh, but yeah, good win for Pittsburgh. Uh, and, and the Jacksonville Jaguars continue in the race for Trevor Lawrence. Next up, we have the Bengals uh, facing the Washington football team. Uh, and this was a, a somber, somber game, despite Alex Smith picking up his first home win in a very long time since almost uh, dying of his injury just a few years ago. I laughed. I probably shouldn't have laughed, but uh, obviously huge Huge win for Alex Smith, and we're extremely excited, extremely happy for him. But the bigger news in this game was Joe Burrow, the number one pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, 
somehow, you know, it seems like Washington, the, the football team, these brutal, disgusting leg injuries just follow them. Even if it's not them, it's it's the quarterback on the other team. And Joe Burrow, uh, you know, I think in the third quarter of this game uh, was, was getting hit as he threw. Um, had a guy fall on his leg and completely warp his leg and, and blow out his knee. And this is extremely disappointing. He ends up tearing his ACL and MCL and a bunch of ligament damage. And it looks like a, a rough, rough injury. Um, and it might be one of those injuries that, that has him out for a while. I wouldn't be totally surprised if he misses a lot, if not all of next season even, which is just super disappointing because he played so well uh, as a rookie and it's it's super, it's just a bummer. It's a really big bummer to, to see uh, a young, talented quarterback uh, cut down uh, in his rookie season when he was playing so well. Uh, and, and, you know, he was a potential rookie of the year candidate. Uh, and we, we obviously are hoping that uh, Joe Burrow can get back healthy. You're hoping that his, his youth uh, and his age, you know, maybe helps the fact that he can recover quickly and get back quickly. Uh, but obviously our thoughts and prayers are with Joe Burrow. Uh, the rest of this game, you know, I feel like doesn't matter all that much uh, because I just, you know, we just, we're thinking about Joe Burrow and we really hope he's going to be okay. Uh, congratulations to Alex Smith uh, and, and prayers up to Joe Burrow. Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins at the Denver Broncos. My Miami Dolphins. Uh, going into Mile High Stadium and, and dropping an absolute deuce uh, of a game. Just getting, getting flat out, honestly destroyed. The, the, the score is is, pretty, is close. But Denver dominated this game. It was a 20-13 victory uh, for the Denver Broncos, who are now 4-6. and six. The Dolphins, uh, now 6-4. and four. Drew Locke played, played all, all right in this game. Uh, he had an, an ugly interception early that set the Dolphins up. Uh, in scoring range, and, and the Dolphins scored a touchdown early. Uh, and he was 18 for 30, 270 yards, a tu- uh, zero touchdowns, uh, and one interception. But Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay were kind of the headliners of this game. Uh, that run run offense for Denver exposed some things about this Miami defense uh, that people maybe didn't know, and that is that they can be run on uh, multiple times. You know, we've seen through this five-game winning streak that Dolphins have had huge plays on special teams, huge plays on defense. Where they got up, they had a big lead early, uh, and they and the other team has had to throw the ball, and and that's what the Dolphins exactly what they want. Uh, they have a they have a good pass rush, uh, despite not really having one in this game. Uh, but they have a good pass rush. They have a, a really good secondary, so that plays right into their hands. But that didn't happen too much early. They did have an early interception, and the Dolphins did go up seven nothing early. Uh, but the Denver Broncos stayed pat with the with the running game, uh, and Phil Lindsay and and and. Uh, Melvin Gordon made them pay. Uh, Melvin Gordon finished 15 uh, carries for 84 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, had a key fumble at the end of that game. Uh, and Philip Lindsay had 16 rushes for 82 yards. Uh, Tua, he was yanked in this game uh, in the fourth quarter. That was this was it was about as discouraging a loss, honestly, for the Dolphins as you could you could almost not draw up a more discouraging loss uh, after a five-game win streak. Uh, Tua went 11 for 20, 83 yards. Uh, had that touchdown early, but just did not look right from the beginning uh, since that touchdown. He was sacked six times in this game. Uh, his offensive line did not hold up. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick came in in the fourth quarter and actually threw for more yards in the f- fourth quarter than Tua had the entire first three quarters. He finished 12 for 18, 117 yards, and a game-losing interception. Uh, he, had, he came in with the ball at the one-yard line, uh, down seven, a chance to go and win the game. And nearly did it, and that would have been insufferable because we'd have to talk about uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick potentially being the starter again. But Tua has been announced announced as you know Brian Flores is keeping him as a starter. I didn't totally agree with uh, benching Tua. Uh, I didn't like that decision by Brian Flores in this game. Uh, and you know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, quarterbacks shouldn't be held to this high standard where they can't be benched. You can't hurt their feelings." And it's not really that. It's just you know Tua has had it fairly easy so far as as an NFL quarterback uh, you know he said that kind of last week uh, when he he a lot of his quote got taken out of context but basically saying uh, it's not as hard as he thought it would be so he's had it fairly easy the defense has played well the special teams has played well I don't really understand how the first time that he has uh, his backup against the wall things are hard because the NFL is hard things are hard why do you yank him you know in the fourth quarter if you think that he's a special 
quarterback. If you think that he's a potential franchise quarterback, why not let him play through this? Uh, and Brian Flores said that Ryan Fitzpatrick gave them the best chance to win at that point. Uh, but why not see what you can do uh, with with Tua? Why not give him a chance to 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 work through the struggles? I didn't totally understand benching him. And like I said, it is it just made for a very depressing uh, Sunday for a lot of Dolphins fans, including myself. You know, uh, it was a tough weekend, and that's why we're gonna try to relax later on in the in the episode. Tough sports weekend for me, other than winning in fantasy, which is great. Uh, but but the Dolphins lost in embarrassing fashion. Uh, the Raptors lost a bunch of key parts of their uh, their championship roster. So you know, just a tough sports weekend. But we're gonna relax later on in the episode, so don't worry, guys. Uh, but yeah, like like I said, uh, an embarrassing, uh, you know, destructive loss for the Dolphins. They hope to bounce back next week against a very bad New York Jets team. Because if they would lose, get that game, then we'd have some serious problems. And you might get to hear me have an aneurysm on the podcast if that happens. Uh, but yeah, a, a really dominant win for that for that Broncos defense, uh, and hopefully Tua can respond and bounce back next week. We also had the. Dallas Cowboys going in and picking up a win to go to three and seven, uh, and just right in the thick of things there uh, in the NFC East, uh, they win thirty-one to twenty-eight over the Minnesota Vikings. Definitely an upset victory. This Vikings seem to be surging the last few weeks. Seem to be really playing well. Uh, Andy Dalton finished twenty-two for thirty-two, two hundred three yards, three touchdowns, an interception, and Zeke finally had a nice game. He went over hundred yards for the first time. This season also had a receiving touchdown. Kirk Cousins actually did not play bad in this game. He was 22 for 30, 314 yards, three touchdowns. Adam Thielen had 123 yards through the air uh, and two touchdowns. He's been huge. Uh, He was actually just placed on the COVID-19 list for this week, so he won't be playing this week. Uh, Another disappointing COVID-19 list ad by by, uh, one of the NFL, one of the teams in the NFL. That's what we're talking about, NFL football. But obviously disappointing that Adam Thielen, he who has been playing really well uh, lately, is, is put on the COVID-19 list. And, and Dalvin Cook also gave the Vikings 115 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Uh, and you'd think with numbers like that that the Vikings found a way to win this game. But the Cowboys somehow, some way, uh, their defense is, is, is playing better. Uh, they're, they're starting to improve a little bit. They're not the worst uh, rushing defense we've ever seen anymore. Uh, and, and, you know, a big win for Andy Dalton, who comes back from COVID-19. And the Dallas Cowboys somehow, some way, uh, still have a potential to make the playoffs in the worst division we've ever seen in the history of NFL football. And then next up, we have the Lions at the Panthers. And this was P.J. Walker, my boy P.J. Walker from the XFL, the Houston Roughnecks, former star quarterback. Uh, got his first career start with Teddy Bridgewater out, and he played pretty well. 24 for 34, 258 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Uh, DJ Moore had himself a game, 127 yards receiving. Uh, he also had 21 yards on the ground. Uh, big game, but PJ Walker played played well in this game. I mean, he had two interceptions, and both of them, I think, were in the end zone. Uh, it, but, but if you watch, you go back and watch his tape from this game, he doesn't look... Like he doesn't belong in the NFL. He can really rip the ball. I mean, he has he had a couple of dimes in this game. Early on, he had a really, really nice pass. Uh, I think it was to DJ Moore uh, early on in this game. But yeah, he, he can really spin the ball. Uh, you could argue that he has actually a better arm than Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater is a better overall quarterback. But a super impressive, uh, impressive win by the Carolina Panthers, who have just been this frisky, fun team all season long. Uh, and P.J. Walker... Uh, it was so nice to see P.J. Walker play well. As he was so fun to watch uh, in the XFL. And I was rooting for him, hoping for the best. Uh, he outplayed Matthew Stafford, uh, who went 18 for 33, 178 yards. Uh, so a big win in the first career uh, start for uh, P.J. Walker. And, and that Carolina defense, who is the one of the worst pass rushers in the NFL, had five sacks of Matthew Stafford today. So all the young pieces coming together. Uh, on that Carolina team. And I think they have a bright future uh, there in Carolina. On to the next game, it was the Jets at the Chargers. Uh, and the, the Chargers walk away with a 34-28 to victory over the New York Jets, who are now 0-10 on the season. The Chargers now sit at 3-7. Justin Herbert had himself another game. Uh, he struggled against Miami, but he came back in this game and really, really played well. 
He was 37 for 49, 366 yards uh, and three touchdowns. I believe he now has the most 300-yard passing games uh, by a rookie quarterback. He's a complete shoe-in now for Rookie of the Year. Obviously, with Joe Burrow hurt, uh, he, he he just played really well. And he has it, It's a lot easier to play really well when you have Keenan Allen to throw to, who had 16 receptions for 145 yards uh, and a touchdown. Joe Flacco played fine, not as bad as you might expect. 15 for 30, 205 yards, two touchdowns, <clears throat> and an interception. And Denzel Mims, the rookie receiver there for the Jets, he looks like he has a bright future. Uh, you know, it's it's been kind of a hopeless season for the New York Jets, but you've seen a couple of of, of glimmers of hope, uh, and, and Denzel Mims is one of them. And the Chargers nearly, nearly blew this game. Uh, they had a big lead early. Uh, the Jets started marching back in this game, but the Chargers... The Chargers hung on to it. They did not charge her like they usually do and blow a big game. Uh, they they win 34 to 28, and this was probably good for the Jets. You know, play another competitive game, just like uh, the New England game. Play competitive. Don't get blow out, blown out. Don't get embarrassed, but you don't win either, and you still have a shot to get Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick. And then we had the Eagles at the Browns, and this was another game in Cleveland, another ugly weather football game in Cleveland. It seems like every single Sunday in Cleveland is a miserable, miserable day. Uh, and Baker Mayfield in the in the Cleveland Browns did not play miserable football. Uh, Baker finished 12 for 22, 204 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And Nick Chubb, despite being shut down early in this game, had 20 carries for 114 yards. And Carson Wentz for the Eagles continues to be probably the worst quarterback in football. I mean, he just... He's a mess. Uh, he, he had 235 yards passing, which seems okay until you uh, account in the fact that he had two interceptions to match his two touchdowns. Uh, Miles Sanders had 66 yards on the ground, but also had a fumble. Uh, Cle- Cleveland, uh, this is a uh, you know a big win. This is this is the type of win that I think Cleveland Browns teams of old would have blown. You know, this is a game that they should have won, and they did win. It was a gritty. Hard-nosed win. It seemed like the Eagles did everything they could in their power uh, to stop the run game of the Cleveland Browns, and it worked for a while. It, uh, the, Nick Chubb could not get anything going, uh, but eventually Nick Chubb broke off a big, big-time run, had a huge signature stiff arm, and and the Cleveland Browns were just too much uh, for a bad Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know the the Browns defense plays play is is playing really well. They had five sacks, three forced turnovers in this game, uh, and Carson Wentz he might be broken at this point. We'll talk about him uh, a little bit later, but he's just yeah he's a mess. And then on to the Sunday night game between the Chiefs and the Raiders, and this was another fun divisional matchup. The Raiders got the best of the Chiefs early on in the season, and, and handed the Chiefs their only loss so far this season. But the Chiefs exact a little bit of a revenge. On the Las Vegas Raiders, winning 35 to 31. Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes in this game. 34 for 45, 348 yards, two touchdowns, and an interceptions. It seems like he only throws interceptions against the Las Vegas Raiders because he had another one in this game. Uh, I think he only has two on the season, and both of them are against the Raiders. Uh, and Travis Kelsey had eight receptions, 127 yards, a touchdown. Tyree Kill also went over 100 yards and had a receiving touchdown. And Derek Carr, who has been one of the biggest surprises of the NFL season so far this year, uh, played pretty well. He had 271 yards, three touchdowns, uh, and a pick. And and the Raiders just have some players uh, on that team. Darren Waller continues to be one of the best tight ends in football. Uh, Obviously, Travis Kelsey was in this game. There's probably the best tight end in football. But Darren Waller had 88 yards and a touchdown. And Nelson Aguilar, who was a complete cast-off there for the Eagles, He's played well. Every time it seems like every time I watch the Las Vegas Raiders, Nelson Aguilar is making a play down the field, so that they've gotten something out of him, even when it seemed hopeless there in Philadelphia. Uh, and this was a game where uh, you know it was back and forth, a really good Sunday night game. The the Raiders scored late with a, a minute and forty three seconds left, uh, a touchdown pass to Jason Witten. It looked like it might close out the game. But I think everybody and their sister thought a minute and 43 seconds is just too much time uh, for the Chiefs. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Patrick Mahomes marched them right down the field, scores the game-winning touchdown. Uh, and I think the Raiders can walk away feeling good. Obviously, you never feel that good after a loss. 
but they've played the Chiefs competitive twice. They beat them once. Uh, you know, they can they, they need to definitely be taken seriously. Uh, the, the Raiders are a legit team, just not quite as legit as what I think is the best team in football. The Kansas City Chiefs, they are they are amazing. And people take for granted, I think, now how good Patrick Mahomes is week in and week out. Uh, and the, these are two really good teams. Uh, and I'm looking forward to see how it shakes out there uh, in the AFC West. And then on to the final game of Week 11, the Monday nighter between the Rams and the Buccaneers. And this was Jared Goff versus Tom Brady for the first time, I think the first time, since the Super Bowl. I don't think they played when Tom Brady was in New England. Uh, but Jared Goff finished 39 for 51. 351. 51 passes he threw in this game. Holy smokes. 376 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions as the Buccaneers fall to the Rams 27 to 24. Uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are two super underrated receivers. I, I tweeted that I, I feel like Robert Woods is the fastest human being in the universe because every time I watch the Rams, it seems like Robert Woods is catching a screen at behind the line of scrimmage and somehow, you know, deeks and dodges his way and just outruns everyone. I mean, Robert Woods, is he's so fast. I, 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 people don't talk about him as being, uh, you know, one of the fastest guys in the NFL, but he is crazy. He finished with uh, 12 receptions, 130 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup had 11 receptions for 145 yards and they outplayed uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have really struggled uh, on primetime football this year. Tom Brady, he did not look right at this game. He was 26 for 48, 216 yards, two touchdowns, and two ugly, ugly interceptions. Uh, Antonio Brown looked good early and looked like the, the Buccaneers might have, uh, you know, a big-time win on primetime. And the Patriots had a chance to win late. Uh, you know, I think Tom Brady had just over two minutes to march down the field and win the game. But he threw another really ugly interception uh, looking for his tight end. And it was just it was just not a not an encouraging game, I think, if you're a Buccaneers fan. Uh, the Buccaneers continue to struggle on primetime. They're now 1-3 this season on primetime, uh, despite being 7-4 on the season. Uh, yeah, Tom Brady, like I tweeted on my, on my other account, uh, he just can't see in the dark, apparently, because every time he plays on primetime football, he does not play well. Uh, and so this was, a, you know, a good win for the Rams, who are right there with the Seahawks at the top uh, of the NFC West. And the Buccaneers are so inconsistent. One week, it seems like they're the best team in football. And the next week, they seem like a complete disaster. And that's kind of how it seemed this week. Uh, you know, Tom Brady looked looked bad. Uh, their defense still is, you know, really talented as a bunch of guys flying all over, making plays, getting two interceptions of Jared Goff in this game. But the, the Buccaneers need to find some consistency. It seems like Bruce Arians is just so insistent on throwing the ball down the field and taking deep shots, even though that's not Tom Brady's game. I mean, he missed every time Tom Brady threw the ball deep in this game. It seemed like he missed. He missed every, and some of them bad. I mean, I don't know if Bruce Arians has not watched Tom Brady play over the last 20 years, but that's not his game. His game is this dink and dunk offense uh, and, and hitting wide open receivers, you know, short and having run after catch that's been his game i don't know why bruce arians is so insistent on on these deep shots now on to a new segment uh that i'm starting this week and probably ending this week depending on how it goes <laughs> we're not really sure uh but it's just you know i was talking about earlier it was this it was a, a tough weekend for me sports wise you know things didn't go my way and if you're listening to this podcast you know maybe you're stressed out it is a tough you know it's a tough time right now uh, COVID-19 has wreaked havoc on everything we love, um, and it's the holiday season. That can often be very stressful. So, you know, we're just going to take a little bit of time, take a little bit of time just to relax. You know, Joe, uh, maybe we maybe we could use some, you know, relaxing music right now. Thoughts? Maybe maybe adding in some, some relax. Oh, wait, what's that? Wait, hold on. Wait, do you hear that? Wait. Oh, um... Now that's much better. I'm already feeling so much more relaxed. So, you know, in this part of the segment, we want to we want to just, you know, take a moment to just just relax. OK, things are things are stressful. Things are tough. You know, there's a lot of people in the NFL, I think, that just need to be told to just just relax. 
You know, everything's gonna be okay. Uh, Joe, what do you what what do you do to relax? You ever have a you have a specific thing that you maybe advice you have for people uh, who who need you know to learn to relax? I do breathing exercises. Breathing exercises. Yes. Very good. Like like what? For example? inhaling through your nose mm. for five seconds, holding for four, exhaling for six. That's a lot. Wow. You got stress just Sorry. thinking about no, that. No, maybe four. Maybe you're exhaling for four or five. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Now he's stressed. Wait. Yo, Joe, relax. <laughs> How do I do it? Re- relax. Oh. Just relax. Oh. Okay. I also find myself doing breathing exercises sometimes. I find when I get really stressed out, sometimes I just like to do one big... You know, just one big nice breath. And I find that that works just about as long as that breath lasts. And then that's over. Gee, isn't that breath nice? Yeah, that breath is really nice. But there are some, you know, like we're talking about, there's some people in the NFL world that I feel like need to just take a step back. You know, you're a little tense. Uh, Maybe just take a breather. And we're going to give them a little bit of advice, a little bit of, you know, relaxation in a time when things are so stressful. And the first people that I think need to relax, and that's Patriots fans. Patriots fans, relax, okay? I know, I know things are tough right now. You're one of the worst teams in football, okay? It's okay. Just relax, okay? Think about where you guys were for 20 years. You had a 220 and 68 record since 2001 with six Super Bowls. 17 division titles in those 1918 seasons. Uh, you know, to put that in perspective, you go to another team in the AFC in that same time span. The Browns went 96 and 207. That's 96 win wins and 207 losses. 13 last place finishes in their division, as opposed to 17 division titles for you, Patriots fans. And they also went through 12 head coaches in that time, whereas you only had one, the greatest coach of all time. So just relax. I know things are bad right now, uh, you know, but just remember, you completely ruined every football fan's life for so long. You know, it's time that you take a step back and you just suck for a little bit. And that's okay. You're giving other teams a chance. We just talked about the Cleveland Browns and how they struggled for so long. Well, now they look like one of the better teams in the NFL. You know, it's good to give other people a chance. So Patriots fans, just take a breather, take a breath, and just realize that everything's going to be okay. Uh, You guys were so good for so long. And then on to the next person that needs a little help, or the next people that need a little help. And it's another fan base, and it's Texans fans. Texans fans, I know things are rough. Bill O'Brien came in there. He completely dismantled your team, traded away DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, He's playing so well on the card. But don't think about that. Don't think about that, guys. Don't think about that. We're trying to relax. We're trying to relax, Texans fans. And what you need to do to relax is to just think about this. You have Deshaun Watson on your team, okay? Despite not having a first-round pick, or a second round pickup coming, not having any cap space, potentially losing J.J. Watt next season. You know, things are going to be tough for a few years. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Things are going to be tough. But that's life. But the best part is, the the one position in football that's the hardest position to come by, the quarterback position, you have figured out. You did it. You know, it's, it's something that teams struggle with for generations to find that generational talent at quarterback and you found it despite how bad your team is Deshaun Watson is amazing Uh, he's been he's a fourth graded quarterback by PFF with a 90.8 grade Um, he's 2,883 yards 8.5 yards per throw 20 touchdowns five interceptions two rushing touchdowns he is a generational talent So just rest easy, Houston Texans fans. Just realize that things are going to be okay in the end because you have a franchise quarterback finally 
You no longer have to worry about David Carr or Matt Schaub. No, 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 don't think about that. Just relax, because you're in the arms of Deshaun Watson now. And the next person that that needs a little bit of a helping hand, and this is a specific person, and somebody that we've been very critical uh, about, that I've been very critical about, and that everybody's been very critical uh, about the past few weeks, or the past few months, and that's Carson Wentz, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's somebody that I think genuinely needs to relax. I mean, just relax. Carson Wentz, I've never seen a quarterback play as scared and as worried as he looks constantly. I mean, he looks like what I would do if I was a quarterback, you know? He's just freaking out constantly. Carson, if you're listening to this, and I know you are, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're a very loyal listener, despite me being so rude to you all the time. Uh, just, I know you just had a, a baby. I did research on him. I know this is a stressful time for you, okay? You're trying to think about, you know, we got to raise this kid up right. But just relax, okay? Just remember, not that long ago, you were an MVP caliber quarterback. You were playing amazing, okay? You were, you know, the, you had the Eagles as a Super Bowl contender. And now I know things are bad. You have 14 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. You fumble the ball 10 times. Uh, and, and things just look bad. And I think... I think you just need to take a step back, take a breath, uh, you know, you're tense. You're not Carson Wentz right now, you're Carson Tense. You need to just, <laughs> oh, no. just relax, man. It's going to be okay. Take a breather, take a breath, uh, and, and, and just get back to where your team needs you to be, man. Don't overthink it. And that's my biggest advice to you, Carson Wentz. Don't overthink it. Just play quarterback, man. It's not that hard, right? Onto my final person or peoples that need to relax. And this one's personal for me. Uh, and this was everybody in an uproar this week about Taysom Hill being able to be played at the tight end position in fantasy football. Uh, and I'm not relaxed anymore, people. Because you're only mad that, t- <laughs> that Taysom Hill uh, got to be played at the tight end position because you didn't think of it first. Okay, everybody? I thought of it. I started at the tight end position. He scored me like, what, 22 points? Just relax, man. Come on. I mean, everybody's getting so mad about fantasy football that Taysom Hill was allowed to be played at the quarterback position. Just, you know, fantasy. It's just fantasy football, man. You're just jealous you didn't think about it first. So take a breather. Take a breath. Just chill out, bro. And uh, I don't know what that segment was, to be honest with you. I don't know how that's going to sound. <laughs> Or what that really was. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that segment because it felt like a dream for me. I don't know. I don't know what really happened. You sound. <clears throat> you sounded really nice. Thanks. Do you notice my calming voice? I did. Except for when people want to talk crap about me starting Taysom Hill at the tight end position. It's mm. fair, okay? It's fair. It was. I was allowed to do it. Okay. Other people did it. All right. Sorry. I just need to relax again. Best way to relax, I think, is to do a little week 12 picks, maybe. Week 12, Thanksgiving. Uh, we have three games on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. Congratulations to the Americans who have American Thanksgiving this week. We already had ours. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. I'm very happy for you. Hopefully, you guys can relax uh, on Thanksgiving. We have three games on Thursday. First up, we have the Houston Texans at the Detroit Lions. I'm going to pick the Texans because I think Detroit is a mess right now. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Texans to win. Uh, and then we have Washington at Dallas. And I think I'm just going to pick Dallas just because it's in Dallas. I don't think either one of these teams is, is necessarily good. I wouldn't be surprised to see Washington win. But now I have no idea what to think about Dallas after their win against Minnesota. So I'm going to pick them to win uh, on Thanksgiving. And then we have Baltimore at Pittsburgh. And Baltimore has been completely decimated uh, by COVID-19. That whole organization... Uh, is struggling with COVID-19 right now. It seems Mark Ingram will not be able to play. J.K. Dobbins will not be able to play. Uh, I'm going to pick Pittsburgh to win that game and basically lock up uh, the NFC North if it is not already locked up. Then we move to the Sunday games. First up, the Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. I'm picking the Dolphins to have a big bounce back win. Hopefully Tua can improve over his disastrous performance against the Broncos. And then we have the Las Vegas Raiders at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, give me the Raiders. They're playing really good football right now. I like where they're at. I like where what John Gruden has done with this team. 
Uh, give me them over Atlanta. And then the Los Angeles Chargers at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, as good as Justin Herbert's playing, I think the Buffalo Bills are really good. And I don't see them losing to a Chargers team that doesn't really know how to win at this point. Uh, so give me Buffalo. And then the New York Giants at the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to take the Giants because Ryan Finley is now starting for the Bengals. I think it's going to be an ugly end of the season uh, for Zach Taylor in the Cleveland uh, or in the Cincinnati Bengals, rather. And then the Cleveland Browns uh, playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. I sure hope Cleveland wins this game. Uh, this is one that they, another one that they should win and must win uh, if they want to be taken seriously. So I'm going to pick Cleveland to win. And we have Tennessee at Indianapolis. Uh, these teams just played two weeks ago. Indianapolis got the better of Tennessee. And I'm going to pick them again just because I like where Tennessee's at, right, or I like where Indianapolis is at right now. I do also like where Tennessee is at, but I think Indianapolis is a better team right now, a more balanced team. Uh, Tennessee has a terrible defense. Indianapolis' defense is really, really good. So give me Indianapolis. And then Carolina at Minnesota, despite a disappointing loss uh, to the Cowboys, I'm going to pick Minnesota uh, just because uh, even with Adam Thielen out, they have still have Justin Jefferson, uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, Kirk Cousins seems to be playing a little bit better. Carolina, they, their defense is not quite uh, good enough to maybe keep up with all those weapons. So give me Minnesota. And then we have Arizona at New England. And New England, I talked about them needing to relax. They're going to need to relax after this week as well because the Arizona Cardinals are going to beat them uh, in New England. Uh, that's actually, a, I didn't realize that, that the game is in New England, but I'm still picking Arizona as I another team I like where they're at right now. Uh, Kyler Murray, hopefully he's healthier for this game because uh, he's playing at an MVP level this season. And then New Orleans at Denver as we move into the 4 o'clock games. Uh, Denver, big win for them this last week, but I'm still going to pick New Orleans. I think they're coming together. Uh, it'll be fun to see Taysom Hill again starting uh, for the Saints, presumably. I'm, I don't think Drew Brees is coming back with those 11 cracked ribs that he has. And then we have San Francisco at Los Angeles. San Francisco is a team that I almost forgot that existed because of all the injuries that they've had this season. Uh, but the Rams are playing good football right now. Uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are one of the most underrated duos in the NFL. So they pick up a big win against San Francisco. And then Kansas City at Tampa Bay. Uh, a really fun game. Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. I just think, like I said, I think the Chiefs are the best team in football right now. I don't think the, the Buccaneers can hang with them uh, despite having all the talent. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see this game be close. But uh, I'm going to pick Kansas City. And then Chicago, uh, I said that really weird, Chicago. Chicago at Green Bay, hopefully, maybe, potentially, Matt Nagy, you know, didn't want to announce a starter. This could be the return of Bisky. I hope next week we talk a little bit about Bisky returning here against Green Bay. But because I'm not sure about that, I'm going to pick Green Bay to win and a bounce back win. And then Seattle at Philadelphia. And this is the Seahawks who have struggled at times, but I'm going to pick them to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And that is my lock of the week. The Seahawks over the Philadelphia Eagles. That seems like kind of a lame lock looking back on it now. But that's okay because it's my show and I can do whatever I want. So I'm locking up the Seahawks against the Philadelphia Eagles. And speaking of locks, I know I said on last week's episode, <laughs> I Joe, bring that, up. that I was going to do the punishments this weekend. But I genuinely, I promise, guys, I, I totally forgot. I was with you on yeah. Saturday, the day that you said you were going to do these yep. things. And I entirely forgot. Both of us completely time. forgot. Uh, I'm sorry, I guess. <laughs> when should we do it now? Question Oops. mark. Uh, this upcoming weekend, if we remember, I was genuinely really busy this weekend, so uh, we'll try to do it this weekend. Dog. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I was I'm I was gonna I dip took into my, your personal life. No, please there. don't. Sorry. <laughs> but we're gonna do the punishments upcoming. Just stay tuned on the Instagram. That's gonna happen. Uh, and maybe we'll never do punishments again because I'm regretting making this a thing on the podcast. But if you guys enjoyed the show, uh, Lord knows I enjoyed the show. Mm. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. A little bit uh, chaotic at times, a little bit crazy, a little bit, a little, a little silly. Well, maybe a little quirky. I don't <laughs> you know, know. A little quirky, a little random, you know. And that's what you know why people love us because we're just random, you know. <laughs> we're so uh, famous. Goodness gracious! Uh, if you enjoyed the show, give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and you know, wherever you listen, if you can, if there's a rating system, wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you listen to this podcast, give us a good one. And if you're listening to this on Apple podcasts, if you leave us a five-star rating and you leave us a five-star review, you can write a caption in the five-star review 
And whatever you write in that five-star caption, we will say on the podcast. You can put whatever you want on there. As long as it's not bullying or angry or mean, uh, we will put anything on the podcast, anything you want. All you have to do is leave us a five-star rating. Uh, just, you know, do that, please. And follow us on social media at uh, underscore average Joe show. Uh, and Joe, you got anything to say to the, to the people before we wrap up today's show? No, I got nothing. Nothing? Perfect. Great. Uh, <laughs> Do you want me to say something? Well, listen, it would help if you would pit, you know, pitch in a little bit once in a while. I'm going to talk about my Gilmore Girls thing. No, okay, but... all right. Uh, until next time, uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>